Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, aims to provide general information and insights about dementia and related topics. The content shared is not intended to be medical advice or a substitute for professional medical or clinical guidance. The purpose or goal of this podcast series is to help inform and educate family members considering memory care for a loved one. With us, as always, is Elizabeth Thompson, Arrow Senior Living Regional Director of Memory Care. Welcome. I'm Charlie Johnson, your host. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm just doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, I'm glad you're here because in this session, we're going to further discuss what memory care is and what it isn't. Now, there are many, way too many folks that still picture the nursing homes of 30 years ago when they think of someone with dementia that that's moving into a memory care community. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so now it, it's your turn to talk, and I would like for you to talk about the Arrow Senior Living Memory Care. Talk about an example of that, and, and how is it different from a nursing home? Okay. Well, I'll start with a question. Have you ever seen the show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? I I certainly have. It's been a day or two, but yes, I have seen it. Okay. What what do you think of when you think of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Uh, I think of of, of a relaxed atmosphere and, and something that is pleasant and comfortable and easy going. Okay. Well, that's what we like to base our memory care neighborhoods after is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, The word I like to use is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was inclusive. There were all different types of people that are characters that were in that show. Grumpy characters, happy characters, fancy characters, not so fancy characters, but everybody was included. And that's what our memory care environment is like. Um, we are talking about assisted living memory care. What are some of the things that you think of when you think of a nursing home? Well, um, from personal experience, mm-hmm. you know, my father was was uh, was in a nursing home. You know, his final final months, and uh, you know, I can remember walking in and. I can I can picture the the wheelchairs yes lined up you know and, and people sitting in in wheelchairs you know doing nothing you know and just sitting there with their hands in their laps and and many of them just sitting there sleeping or they're just sitting there drooling and and ab- doing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like you know they're sitting there waiting to die yeah know? and and that's again I think that's what uh, that's what a lot of people picture when when they think of nursing homes or, or people just just lying in bed you know yeah. doing nothing you know and and that, that's that's what that's what I picture when I think of, of the old nursing homes yeah I can remember even taking my kids when they were younger which they're adult children now but um, on field trips to nursing homes to sing and do you know programs Christmas programs and things like that and it was the same thing like you're talking about like lunch trays and and that's not us at all. Um, our, besides the fact that our neighborhoods are beautifully decorated, they're, it's like a home environment. We have common areas where, you know, you watch, you can watch TV, um, but they're beautiful, just like your living room at home would be. Um, there's not rooms 
their apartments. You know, every resident has their own apartment. Um, and and it's spacious and they have their own bathroom and it's not this communal style living like you think of with a nursing home. Um, we have staff that are trained uh, in dementia approach and, and how to uh, communicate and how to approach these residents um, in a positive way. We have engagement that takes place throughout the day. Um, we know that people living with dementia thrive on a routine. And so our neighborhoods have a daily routine that they follow. Um, not that it's the same activities every single day, but that flow of the day of, you know, we like to have everybody up by this time and make sure that they've had breakfast and that they've gotten dressed and their hair's done and they've been shaved and whatever else is, is they may need assistance with. Um, and we like to do exercise each day. It may be a different exercise each day, but we're, we're exercising some, some way each day. Uh, we like to <clears throat> incorporate those moments of social interaction too. For someone who has been living maybe at home um, with dementia, they may just be used to kind of sitting around doing not much of anything, watching TV. And so creating that social experience whether it be dining together as a family, we have family-style dining, um, or just sitting and visiting out in the courtyards because we've got beautiful courtyards where they can go and sit and, and still be in a safe environment, not near a highway. <laughs> and So let me ask you, do you think, um, or is it common, uh, let me start out by asking that, for like, like if, if someone living with dementia is at home, Mm-hmm. Is it is it a common thought that maybe since they have dementia that that they aren't able to do certain things like exercise or uh, or any type of craft activities or uh, or any socialization or mm-hmm. things that you've mentioned? Is it common to think that well they have dementia they can't do that any longer so turn on the TV and let them watch whatever's on? Is that common? Yes, it's very common, and I think it's a safe it's a safe answer let's just have them watch tv but we need to focus on what remaining abilities are still there for that person and 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 it's trial and error trying new things you know music is huge for people with dementia um listening to music singing along sing-alongs um even having kids come in and perform you know with their different instruments that they use. It brings back memories. Um, Even as the disease progresses, someone who may not be able to communicate can still remember the words to songs. And so, um, yes, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So we need to focus on what is still remaining. Mm, That's very interesting. So, so let me ask you this. Can, can anyone live in memory care or, or, are they required to have a, are there certain diagnoses that, that, that they must have to, to live in memory care? In order to live in memory care, you would have to have a dementia diagnosis. Um, I don't have a dementia diagnosis. However, I would love to live in our memory cares <laughs> <laughs> because they're beautiful, they're fun, they're places of joy, um, you know, but yes, you do have to have a dementia diagnosis. Okay. Now, I know when, when we talk about senior living in mm-hmm. general, uh, usually the age of 55 
comes up. You know, it's like, you know, 55 is a minimum age for senior living, and that's pretty much across the board. Now, when it comes to memory care, does that age of 55 still come into play, or, or is there a certain age you have to be to, to live in memory care? Not really. We, we typically, I would say, the youngest person that we've probably had has been in their 50s. Um, however, we are seeing dementia um, being diagnosed in people younger and younger all the time. Um, just recently, I believe March of this year, there was a gentleman who was diagnosed in Beijing, China, at age 19 with Alzheimer's disease. Now, that is the youngest that we've seen so far, but there are people who have been diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. So um, it really depends on the person. I mean, you definitely want that person to feel like they fit in and sure. and can enjoy and thrive in that environment, but we're seeing dementia hit people younger and younger every day. So in any of the Aero communities, are, are you aware of uh, any multi-generational folks uh, within your communities? Meaning like their loved one has had it? Well, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, I know that, for an example, you've got got folks maybe in their 80s or 90s mm-hmm. that, that might be um, in, in that that are in, mm-hmm. in your memory care neighborhoods mm-hmm. and then you know do you have folks in their 50s and 60s yes. that are also in the same neighborhood and and again those folks would be young enough to be their children of of the folks of the older folks I guess that was my point yeah. and and as a follow-up to that um, how do those individuals uh, with dementia how do they um get along and and is is that an issue or, or just kind of go into that uh, how does your community um how do they how do they mix you know mm-hmm. and how does that get along and also in that answer if you would talk about how large are these neighborhoods as far as the number of residents okay um, as far as the different age groups in in memory care yes we do have a, a variety of ages um, typically 50 to to 100 um, and and I've not really seen um, a big challenge with that in our memory care neighborhoods as far as getting along interacting things like that sometimes your younger um, earlier onset dementia will um, want to be a little bit more helpful to those other residents. So um, you may see some of that, but from a perspective of you know them not wanting to engage because those people are too old or so, I have not seen that. One thing you alluded to, and I want, I want to pick up on a little bit, is that each resident mm-hmm. uh, has their own diagnosis. Uh-huh. And when you do engagements, uh, when you have uh, different events, uh, they are catered to the individual. Correct. And so, so talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah. So we had um, a resident that was much older who liked a certain genre of music, and, and we would cater to that at times. Um, we had another gentleman who was much younger, and he liked some of that old rock and roll. You know, that was his thing. So we would cater to him 
with that type of music. Um, you can take something as as simple as a uh, a painting class or a painting activity and make it suitable for every stage of dementia. Um, maybe someone is able to actually paint and follow instruction and then maybe you have someone who's at the severe end um, of dementia and you know cognitively would maybe want to eat the paint so we give them water to paint and they can still you know paint paint the canvas Um, so yes it's just tailoring those um, engagement opportunities to each individual person's need I'm gonna back up just a little bit now I, I'm aware of, of some individuals that, that maybe have the early onset of dementia that, that are living in assisted living, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. that, that, that aren't, aren't in memory care. How is it determined uh, when that individual should make the move from assisted living to memory care? How, how, how is it decided that that, that time has come? You know, um, it's different with every person. But more than anything, we focus on safety. If they are no longer um, safe to live in assisted living, you know, in assisted living, they're going to have small kitchens in their apartments. Are they putting things in the microwave that shouldn't go in the microwave? Are they... um, Are they becoming isolated and not knowing when to go down to eat their meals or when there are events, engagement type activities happening? Are they withdrawing from those? If they're no longer thriving there, that's when we would want them to transfer over to memory care. Sure, sure. Thank you. You had asked earlier um, the size of our neighborhoods. Right. Um, They range, I would say, average is 18 residents. Um, We have some that are a little bit smaller and some that are a little bit bigger. I think the largest we have is 32 residents, but most of our neighborhoods um, are around the 18 number. Have, have you found uh, any? Um, have you found if the larger ones or smaller ones work better? Have you found any? any I like the smaller ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that I, that's my preference. Um, I do like the smaller neighborhoods. They seem to not. Um, most all of ours are in a square type um, layout so that you we provide that purposeful wandering uh-huh. because wandering is so common and we want to encourage I mean that's exercise you know so we want to encourage that along the way in our neighborhood we have what are called life stations and they bring back different reminiscing opportunities we'll have like a workbench with with tools and construction items there and sandpaper and wood blocks um, for someone who really enjoyed construction type things. Um, We have a a homemaker station which has an area to to fold clothes, look at fabric, different fabric samples and um, sewing and yarn, um, folding towels. We have nurseries where, you know, um, they can reminisce about taking care of babies. I mean, that's, that's a huge huge part of many people's lives who have dementia um pet pet life station where we have the robotic dog and cat and uh, dog toys and picture books and things like that so we've got multiple life stations gardening life station but 
And so do you see the, uh, the residents taking advantage of these? Or? Yes. Um, when I first uh, started with Arrow as a memory care director, our neighborhood was brand new. It was a brand new building. And so there was a, a little bit of a challenge to get the residents to interact in those. So we did um, what was called day tripping. And each day we would take a trip to a different life station and explore it and talk about it and touch it, feel it, smell it. Um, and, and that got them curious, you know, because that's one thing that you don't really lose when you have dementia is that curiosity. And, and so after we did that a couple of times, then they were more likely to go and, and fidget and piddle themselves. Um, especially in the uh, afternoon, late afternoon, that sundowning time when they start really kind of doing the wandering and pacing around the neighborhood, stopping at life stations and kind of exploring. Now, you, you've hit on this a little bit, uh, several different things, but if you would kind of tell me about a, a day in the life uh, of, a, of a memory care neighborhood. Just kind of start at the beginning of the day and just kind of walk us all the way through the day of, of what a resident uh, in a memory care neighborhood, an arrow memory care neighborhood, what, what would they expect to do during that day? So I would say in the morning, um, you know, upon their wake up time, depending on what assistance they needed, we would, we would help them um, if they needed assistance. Some of our residents are, are, are more independent and some are, you know, need need help with everything so <clears throat> we would help them get ready for the day um, bring them uh, down for breakfast our meals are on real china they're not on those plastic plates like the lunch rooms that nursing homes sometimes have uh, they can sit wherever they want in a dining room um, most of them think that they're at a restaurant and so we'll have residents sometimes say i need my purse you know because i need to pay for this and oh it's already taken care of um after breakfast we usually would do exercise of some sort whether it be uh, chair tai chi or chair dancing um, we love to do cardio drumming noodle ball uh, there's all types of exercises you can do. Um, even cornhole is, is a form of exercise, but it's fun. Um, we do snack and hydration three times a day because that's so important to set someone living with dementia up for success is to keep them hydrated. And so we offer those healthy snacks three times a day. Um, lunchtime is, like I said, we um, have what's called family-style dining. We eat together. We want every meal experience to feel like Thanksgiving dinner. We want our um, residents to help set the table, help clear the table. We're a family. You know, we live together as a family. And so um, after lunch, I, in my neighborhood, we did what was called a quiet time. I used to try and do an activity after lunch, and I wasn't successful because I had lots of sleepy people with full tummies. So we do about an hour rest time. And then um, get everybody back going again with um, snack and hydration around two and an, a new um, engagement opportunity, whether it be music, uh, craft, baking, something, um, and continue that throughout the day. And then at evening time, we have a, another um, meal together as a family um, after dinner. 
We all help clean the dining room, and then we have what's called family time. And that's just where we gather together and kind of wind down. During the whole day process, our uh, memory care support partners are queuing to what time of day it is. You know, opening up those blinds in the morning to let them know it's daytime. In the evening, that music that we're playing is maybe a calmer, more relaxing music to let them know it's nighttime. It's time to kind of unwind and calm down. Um, so yeah, that's that's a typical day. That's, that's that sounds sounds fun. That sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, um, now, now one thing that you've mentioned, of course, you've got all of these things that are happening throughout the day. But, but everything is scheduled ahead of time. Yes. You know, you actually have a calendar of mm-hmm. events. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and so it's, you know, every day, I mean, your care partners, your memory care director, they know exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. at, each, at each of these events. It's not something that they say, oh, well, let's do this today. Right. It's scheduled for them, correct? Yes, this is scheduled for them. I will say sometimes I have started um, an engagement um, that I thought was going to be very successful, and it was a flop. So my my 40 minutes of engagement went to 10, and I had to come up with something else. So we have lots of what I like to call sensory boxes and cranium crunches, things that we can grab on the fly. Oh, sure. If your, if your activity that you chose flopped and nobody wanted to do it, here's another opportunity to, you know, try something different. Well, it, it's good to be uh, flexible and adaptable. Oh, you have to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, a couple of uh, two or three activities that, that I know that, that, that they do that, that you didn't mention that, that I think are, are excellent are, are scenic drives. Oh, yes. You know, is one that uh, I'm sure that they enjoy those. They do. And, and we actually will take them places other than just scenic drives. Um, you know, we've taken them out for ice cream, take a picnic, picnic lunch to the park or to uh, there's a nearby lake. Um, where a pavilion is and eat and be outdoors and yeah those outings are important give me some examples of of some cognitive uh, events that that you might do uh, with the residents Uh, one of my favorites and it's so simple but it's finish the phrase and it's amazing to me how even people who are further along in their journey and don't usually communicate much will finish the phrase so when I say finish the phrase I'm I'm, um, giving them a phrase such as every dog has its day see I I could I could win that one don't bite the hand that That feeds you yes and it's just it's exciting for me to just see those sparks in the in those people's eyes living with dementia and they're like I, I know that I know that one. Well, that's fine. That's fine. And of course, you know, we talked about crafts and music, of course, mm-hmm. is, is a great one. You know, it can, can really help set the mood, as yes. you mentioned. Talked about cooking. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. And, I, and of course, a lot of folks have uh, a lot of experience with cooking and the different games. Trivia. Yes, trivia. Um, we've built birdhouses before, we've um, made bird feeders. Uh, we sand blocks, um, you know, just all kinds of things that we do. And re- religious events? Oh, yes. Lots of spiritual events. Um, again, it's knowing your residents and what, what their religious background is because we want to cater to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, yeah, 
Again, you had mentioned reminiscing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a big one. You know, I had, uh, you know, a year or so ago, I actually recorded uh, a session that I was talking about and working on making homemade ice cream with the yes. old crank mm-hmm. ice cream freezer. And, and we were working, you know, uh, using all of the senses, you know, that came in with it, you know, the sight and the sound and the touch and the taste and ended up uh, eating ice cream at the end that was that was a great that was a fun event so that's neat yeah yeah, there's there's so many neat things i can remember one time we had uh, a hospice company come and bring a basically a swimming pool full of fish and we had we let the residents fish out of the swimming pool and they caught real fish it was it was neat uh now you mentioned several times the family style dining now is that rather unique uh, for Arrow or is that uh, is that common? Um, no, it is um, it's fairly unique to Arrow. It's something that we came up with um, that really makes it uh, so that the resident can have choice and and actually see uh, what they're eating, smell what the, what they're eating before making that choice. So going around and and we carry the food on platters. And we can say, do you want the fish or the chicken? And they can see it and smell it and make that choice for themselves. And maybe they want to want both, and we're fine with that too. Um, but it just allows them the opportunity to make a choice where it's not so overwhelming as to look at a menu and be like, I don't know. There's too many things on here. <laughs> good, very good. Well, I know whenever I'm in any of the Arrow communities, the Memory Care neighborhood, uh, that's uh, one of my favorite places to visit. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth, thank you uh, yeah. for your continuing uh, to educate us about memory care and, and its advantages for our loved ones with dementia. Well, thank you for having me, Charlie. And thank you all uh, for sharing your time with us. At Aero Senior Living, we believe in the power of a chuckle, maintaining a childlike sense of wonder, and defending the dignity of others. Until next time, this is Charlie Johnson with Aero's Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, wishing you fond memories filled with moments of joy. And remember, if you've met one person with dementia, you've met one person with dementia. You can find Thoughtful Connections, a memory care podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts.